This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Rappaport to the Rescue with award-winning animal advocate Jill Rappaport. Welcome to Rappaport to the Rescue on this very special anniversary show. Would you believe that three years ago this week, we started this very special podcast on Pet Life Radio, Rappaport to the Rescue. I remember it as if it was yesterday. I called up my dear friend, Bill Berloni, pet trainer extraordinaire, and I said, you know what? Let's get together and do something on animal welfare. The situation is dire. Who's better than you at training and taking these rescue animals and making them stars? I can talk about my compassion and commitment to saving lives. Bill said, I'm in. We started the podcast, and our very first guest was the one and only Meredith Vieira. Bill, can you believe this? Three years ago, and here we still are. Yes, it's great that um, we could still work on our mission, which is bringing the idea of rescue animals are wonderful to our audience. It's amazing. I feel so much gratitude. Yeah, and I remember when we first talked about it, things were really very, very frightening. It was the height of COVID. We were all terrified for our lives and just health-wise we did not know what was going to happen we were all so scared that if we walked out the door we were literally taking our lives in our hands which millions sadly did and then on the professional front it was so daunting because work just stopped and i know for you bill literally your career just came to a halt and all of those incredible animals that you and your wonderful wife Dorothy have on the property, you kept saying to me, how am I going to feed them? I know. And, you know, we got a lot of help from a lot of friends and it got us through. But even in the depths of our worry and concern for ourselves, you and I still worried about the animals, you know, and decided that if we can't go out and help them, then let's talk about them. So it was a brilliant idea you came up and I'm so glad you invited me. Yeah, we've had unbelievable guests over the years. I mean, between Bill's relationships and my relationships from Tina Fey to Christy Brinkley, Al Roker, the list goes on and on. Alexa Joel, Sailor Brinkley. I mean, it's just incredible. And then I look back and I look at the roster. I mean, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, and we're talking to one of these amazing Broadway stars, Bill, that you have relationships with like Sutton Foster and Joel Gray. And we've just been able to do amazing interviews and get insight into the joys and the love that these animals have given these very well-known people. They've really made their lives so much better and has nothing to do with their amazing careers. Right. And even at the point that they are in their careers being stars, they're still willing to talk about animals and how much they love them and how important they are to their lives. Well, it's all about the animals. And I'm sure during this show, I have one very vocal rescue. One of my many always puts his two cents in. Oscar Mayer, I'm sure he'll be piping in during the show. But in the meantime, our very first guest, you know, I reach out every year. Meredith is one of the most beloved, amazing journalists of our time. And every year I say, it's that time again. And we reach out to her and how excited are we, Bill, that when we come back, we are going to be joined with our very first guest on Rappaport to the Rescue, the one and only Meredith Vieira. Stay tuned. 
Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Rappaport to the Rescue. I'm Jill Rappaport. Our anniversary show, would you believe, three years have come and gone. There's my very vocal Oscar Meyer in the background cheering us on. And it was three years ago this week that we started Rappaport to the Rescue with my very dear friend, the one and only Bill Berloni, who's joining us today, and our very special guest, the legendary journalist, talk show host, game show host, one of the most beloved public figures, Meredith Vieira. Meredith, you are just amazing. You always say yes. Every year I say it's that time and you say I'm in. So great to have you. Oh, it's great to be here, Jill. Bill, hi to you as well. You know what? I'm so honored to be part of this. And I knew when you started it, I knew it would be a great success because your passion is not phony. It is real. It's been there forever. You care so much for our four-legged friends and everybody knows it. So I'm thrilled to be in the forefront of your your fan club. Well, first of all, Bill and I always joke, you're our good luck charm, literally, because we (laughs) kicked off the show with you and we're still here. So, you know, I hate to tell you this, Meredith, we're going to continue for a long time. You better always be available every year. I'm telling you, honey, more and more likely that I will be every day. And we've also (laughs) gone through so many changes in the last three years. The saddest thing for me when looking at you and talking with you, the reason we all three connected was because I first did a story on Bill on the Today show about his amazing training abilities, taking rescue animals, making them superstars on the stage and screen. You were so impressed with the story. You actually brought Bill to your home to pick up Jasper, your beloved dog, Jasper, and take him for, I believe it was a month and retrain him. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but Bill, you did. (laughs) No, Jasper was a really good boy. He just needed some redirection. Yeah, he did. (laughs) But what was that like? I mean, Bill, when you met here, it's Meredith Vieira. I know you were a little nervous, a little intimidated. You didn't know her. You didn't know what type of dog Jasper was. You were a little frightened at first, right? I wasn't frightened of Meredith as much as I was frightened of what I would have to tell her. (laughs) You know, I can train the dogs and they do great with me. But if somebody who owns them doesn't follow our advice or follow through with it, then it's going to fall apart. And then I used to have to say to them, this is your fault, which is, that's hard to do. Uh, And sometimes you can't always change your lifestyle or change the things you need for the dog to act well. So I was more afraid of that. But of course, Meredith being Meredith took it all in, listened, got her kids on board, got her husband on board, you know, and got Jasper in line. And I, I thank you for that. And you were shocked what he was able to do with little Jasper. Totally. And I'm, you know, I'm, you're always nervous to hand over something that you love. I mean, I love Jasper to somebody. I knew Bill's reputation, obviously, and I liked him immensely. And I saw him relate to the dog. And clearly, I knew that it was a good match. Or one of them had met their match anyway. <laughs> it was Jasper <laughs> met his match with Bill. And the fact that Bill would take him into his own home. And his wife was also so lovely to Jasper, who very much bonded with her. 
the way he had with me. I think he was very attached to female figures and really helped us get on the right track. What Bill just said is so important because ultimately you are responsible for your furry friend and, and nobody else. You can bring in all the trainers in the world, but when that doggy or kitty or whatever comes home to you, that is your pet. And you have to know how to follow the guidelines that you've been given and keep up that momentum or Jasper would slip right back. So would we. Exactly. And But it, it took a lot of courage on your part because I know Jasper was like an appendage of yours, Meredith. And, <laughs> you know, to actually let him go out of the home for that amount of time, that was a real commitment. And you were a little heartsick over it at first. I was because he was very attached and um, I worried about the anxiety for him being away from home. And I, you know, I don't know the balonies. I mean, I know I felt confident, but I didn't know how Jasper was going to react to it. And it, it would work seamlessly, which speaks to Bill, really, in the way that he relates to animals. I think they feel safe. I really do. And if, when an animal feels safe, I believe, like all of us, then we're receptive to learning and to changing and growing. And there are times where celebrities will call me and basically they just want to pay me to fix their dog and not do any of the work. And I often will say to them, no, thank you. I'm really not the trainer for you because I know it's going to fail. Yeah. And so I'm not going to go down that road if I know people aren't going to listen. So it worked out great. And again, I had always admired Meredith and her work. And so to get her to know her and the family better was just a, a wonderful thing. Yes. And on a very sad note, we lost, I say we, because we all feel family to Jasper <laughs> and have been through so much with him, but we and you and your family, Meredith, lost Jasper. What a fighter. What an amazing dog. He lived, I believe, 17? 17. Yeah. He died in November 1st of 2021. I remember the moment uh, holding him in my arms. It's like 5.30 in the morning. He was waiting for me at the bottom of the staircase. I think he knew. I'm sure he knew. And uh, he just, he was waiting for me to almost to give him permission to go. And I have not been able to bring myself to even uh, consider another dog right now. He's still so big in my heart. And Henny always will be. But at this point, I have these two crazy cats that are keeping me busy. <laughs> They're 17 years old and they are they are people cats. I was away for two months. I just got back shooting the fifth season of my show and they have not let me out of their sight. One is sitting <laughs> right here and he, he'll like do this to me if I try to move, like he hits me like, no lady, I'm not letting you out again. That'll, I love it. you know, ease. So they're dogs bit. with claws. They are essentially <laughs> dogs with claws. Yeah. They're great. They're great. And as I told you in the day Jasper passed, they stood like little sentries at his head guiding him almost. It was it was actually, you know, for a very sad moment, it was truly beautiful as well, because you saw the power of these animals in terms of their intuition and their love. And it's really something to witness. It's humbling. It's truly unbelievable yeah. what they go through, what they feel, but most important, what they give to us. Totally. What's exciting about what you just described to me is that there was interspecies communication going on at that moment human to dog to cat. Absolutely. And that's just, we have so much trouble sometimes talking to other people, but to be able to talk to someone who doesn't understand our language and still connect on an emotional level, I think is just beautiful. You know, speaking of that, Bill, I've been thinking about this this morning. The uh, Surgeon General speaks about this epidemic of loneliness in this country and how social media is so dangerous for children, particularly young children. And if every family 
had something to love and take care of. It doesn't have to be a cat or a dog. You could start with a goldfish, you know, or something other than you that you have a responsibility toward and that you love that is real, not in the internet universe, but real. I think it would make such a difference in lives. I really do. I think that empathy begins with those relationships. That is so well put and so true because when I heard about that study, they, I believe, equated it, loneliness equating to actually smoking 14 cigarettes a day. That's how bad loneliness is for one's health. And when you think about, I'm not married and I don't have kids, but I don't even register that because I'm so happy and fulfilled with all of my four-legged children. Absolutely. And just petting them and sleeping with them and hugging them and kissing them. To me, my life is full. Well, there's a reason pet therapy exists. There's a reason why dogs are brought into hospitals to bond with those who are ill or are elderly and and to give them a moment of love and touching, something real to touch and and smile with and all of those things or cuddle, all of those things that people really need. We need interaction and it, it can't come off of these screens. Much as I love being here, <laughs> I'd rather be sitting next to you, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And Bill, you see this all the time. I mean, especially with the animals that you've rescued and you've turned their lives around. And I think because of their situation, you've enlightened so many people that had no idea of the impact that these amazing rescue pets can give to our lives. Exactly. And, um, you know, they're beautiful creatures and being able to match them up with with owners who are ready to take the responsibility is it's so good. But, you know, I can't tell you, Meredith, how many times I hear people say, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And that sounds to me like you still want to be lonely. Yeah. You know, and you can love many people because each one is a different experience. So having another a dog in your life isn't going to take anything away from Jasper, for sure. I agree with you. Totally a different experience. And what it does for us is it grounds us in the moment. When an animal's in a room, you can't turn your attention away. And we need to turn our attention away from media, from news, from all that sort of stuff. And so whenever an animal walks in the room, we're we're all of a sudden in that room with that animal. And and that helps calm us. No, you're right. And I know there'll be another dog in our lives. It's not going to happen today, but I know that it will. It's just taking that step. But you're right, Bill. It's not the same without an animal in your home. Once you've had that experience and it's been positive. I'll never replace Jasper. And that's not the point. As you said, you can love many animals. I have two cats here. I haven't fallen less in love with them having lost Jasper. In fact, probably a little more love because every time you lose anything that you love in your life, you appreciate even more what's in your life at that moment. It's so true. And you know, Meredith, all throughout your career, you've never been without an animal in your home. It probably explains why your children have grown up and become such beautiful healthy, well-adjusted individuals. Wouldn't you attribute a lot of that to always having pets in the home and love and excitement and all of that energy around them? I think so. I think it's a combination actually of having pets that they had a responsibility toward and and they were part of taking care of them. It wasn't just going to be mom. Uh, (laughs) A lot of times it was, but, but you know, they really grew to understand that ownership, quote unquote, comes with true responsibility. And it's not, oh, for that one hour a day, whatever, when you want to sit on the couch with your dog. Between our pets and my husband's MS, I've talked about that a lot, the kids learned a lot about empathy. They were able to step away from themselves and all those selfish thoughts that we have every day, understandably, and focus on some something else. 
that needed attention and love. And I think that that is an invaluable lesson. Plus, it's just joyful. As Bill said, having a pet is just a joyful experience because they do love unconditionally and they are there for you. And there's something, it's kind of magical, you know, it's not human. It's beyond that. It's something that only they can give you. Meredith, how many grand dogs do you have? Well, I have one right now, Arthur, my son, Gabe and Allie. (laughs) They got married right before Jasper died, actually. But they had gotten Arthur when they were in Washington State. And he's great. He's a mix of a basset hound and a retriever. Go figure. He's like really long. He looks like a cartoon character. He really does. And my son has written two books about Arthur. They're just adorable. One, not to sell, just about Arthur and his anxiety. A is for Arthur and anxiety. He was going to do a whole list of, all, uh, you know, every letter of the alphabet would have some meaning with it. And then he wrote one for his wife when he proposed to her. about. He Arthur. should sell those. I would want to buy that and read it. I think that's a great concept. It's like, who can't relate to an Arthur with anxiety? Exactly. And little kids who are anxious would yes to the dog. They could talk to the dog about it. So anyway, so he did that. Um, so it, it unleashed this creative part of Gabe too. <laughs> who thought, who would have thought that Arthur would do that? But it makes total sense. So I have one right now and then two grand cats. (laughs) My daughter has two kids. And Meredith, you still have such an incredible career. You're hosting this great game show, 25 Words or Less, which obviously you love. You said it's in the fifth season. Is that correct? We just shot season number five in April and May. Mazel uh, tov. Thank you. Thank you. It's a knock on whatever. I don't have. Oh, this is what I'll knock on that. Okay. I think I told you before, it found an audience during the pandemic. It started in 2019 and then in 2020, it it took off because so many people were at home and they were looking for something to entertain them and doing a lot of channel surfing came upon our show. Unfortunately, enough people stuck with it that we are now, you know, five seasons in. So that has been great for us. Also, game shows have had this renaissance, you know, there's, they're very, very popular and that helps. And part of the reason that the networks like to produce them is they're not that expensive. And what I love about Meredith Vieira, first of all, you know, you burst onto the scene at such a young age, starting with that show, which I love, West 57th. You were on 60 Minutes, of course, one of the original and the most beloved host of The View, the Today Show host. You were always known as the quintessential newswoman, the incredible interviewer. But I always knew the side of you on the Today Show wacky funny Meredith. so now doing a <laughs> game job, show i think is the way they describe no, it <laughs> but you, you have such a, a wonderful loving fun way about you and you love to have fun so the game show is the perfect fit for you at this time in your life it is it's uh, i mean it was great being back in california after the last time i was there was 2019 and the pandemic hit so to see everybody again i was very grateful to be able to do my show out of my basement for three years when when people were not traveling but there's nothing, again, it goes back to why you have an animal in your life or whatever, connection. Connection is everything. And to walk into a studio, to hug people again, to see their faces, to share a glass of wine, whatever it is, to do the show as this unit, there's nothing like that. And it's reflected in the quality of the product. I mean, there were just better shows because of that interaction. So I was extremely grateful to have that experience. And it's it's condensed work. It's two months, 180 shows, and then you're done. That seems like heaven. <laughs> it is. I mean, in the moment, it's like, oh my God, I can't do another one of these things. But you know what? You know this. It's 
ultimately performance. So when you're in the moment of that show, you're on and your your goal is to drive that show as the host and to make everybody comfortable and to have a good time. And you do. So that energy keeps you going show to show. And then at the end, you go, oh, gosh, and you, you know, I got to deal with my cataracts. But right before that, <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> but, you know, Meredith, still, you know, whenever I tell people, oh, guess who's going to be on my next podcast, Meredith Vieira, everyone says, oh, I'd love to see her back on the Today Show. I'd love to see her back on The View. You're one of these women who is so beloved and revered and people still come after you all the time offering you the most coveted jobs and you kind of just always have been the type of person to say no thanks when anybody else would be dying for that opportunity well i, I didn't say no thanks the first time but um you know i think you have your moment in life and sometimes you need to know when it is your time to get off the stage so to speak and it's okay to step aside it's not failure to me it, you know we're all growing and changing and i loved those experiences but i also love where i am now in my life and i love having the freedom to spend more time with my husband to know that at the drop of the hat we love cape cod the way you love where you are and and everybody has their space and it's nice to know oh we can now do that i'm not tied down the way i was before I didn't think of it as tied down at the time. I thought of it as a great opportunity. But right now in my life, I see this other opportunity and I'm glad to be able to grab hold of it because I'm not here forever. We all have this time on earth and I want to enjoy it and, and uh, relish the moments that I have in the way that works for me right now. But you always knew when it was time for you to say goodbye. We didn't want you to say goodbye. The <laughs> audience was like more and more and more. And it's always so natural to say, hey, I don't want to get off that train because there may not be another one. In most right. cases, there's never another one. You are never like that because you wanted to put your life and your family first. I did. And that's always been a priority for me. And I think it is for a lot. It's not unique to me, but it can be scary to, to say I'm going to walk away, particularly in our line of work, which you know the salaries can be really lucrative and you don't want to be driven by that. But that that plays into how you make choices sometimes. It just does. Whether, you know, I'm, I'm going to admit it. The Today Show was that was a nice chunk of change. <laughs> At the, <end laughs> of the day, I, you know, what convinced me was, am I living for the money? If that's the reason I'm doing it, then there's something screwed up here. And I, I like a comfortable life like everybody else, but I didn't want that to be the reason why I did something because it just didn't seem like a healthy priority compared to, you know, your family and your friends. And, and I also, I mean, maybe call it stupidity, but I've always had a certain amount of faith in myself that if it's TV, great. If it's not, that's okay. Whatever, you know, maybe this kind of duh, 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 thing people are strangely attracted to it. Oh, okay. Well then now we want her more because she's so oblivious. To <laughs> or I don't know, whatever, whatever is done it. It's, it's worked out okay for me. And, you know, I, I get the occasional people, Oh, are you bummed out that you're not doing this anymore? That you're only doing a game show. And my attitude is no, I love going to LA. I love being on a set. I love making people happy. I do no harm. That's my job. I do no harm. I just bring some joy into somebody's life for half an hour. And I'm proud of that. That's great for me. Meredith, you know, when I met you, what struck me was your humanity. What the audiences don't know off camera is that you do care. You care about the stories you tell. You care about how you tell those stories. But most importantly, in the room, you care about the people who are there. I mean, just earlier, you said you were the host of the show and it's your job to make everybody feel comfortable. And you do. And that's so admirable. 
And that's what comes across to the audience, the warmth, but they really don't know the extent of that's really who you are 24-7 and who you've always been and why you make your choices. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to have met you, to have witnessed that and uh, to have been included in that. And Bill, don't Back be jealous. Everything. I got to sit next to her for five <laughs> years on the Today Show. I got to work with her. So how's that? And I can tell you firsthand, not a kinder, sweeter human being in the world. Forget famous, just the most gracious, loving person. And that's what everybody says about you, Meredith, not to make you blush. Well, no, but they, they say the same thing about you. No, I'm well, sure about Bill as well. I mean, you know what it is, guys? The joy that I get, it's almost a selfish act. When you're kind to somebody else, how great you feel. That's why every day, even, oh, I'll say to somebody, oh, I love your blouse or hold the door, whatever those little things that connect you to another human being for that moment that make them feel good, where you realize I'm recognizing that you exist and I respect you and all of that makes me feel better about myself. So it goes both ways. And I'll tell you something, career aside, what an incredible mother too. And I know Richard, who is so special, has played such an important role in your life in terms of grounding you. I love when you first met and he would like make fun of you with your cartoons and, you know, all the crazy stuff you used to do. And he was a more serious guy, but what a great father and what a great person to help you with what your loves are in your life and make you realize what's important, right? Totally. He's so grounded and he's so smart and he's got a great sense of humor and all of those things have helped him deal with his illness. You know, he, he was diagnosed at the age of 25 and he turned 75 in February. So it's been a long time for him dealing with a lot of adversity. And he's doing okay now. He's He's doing okay. He's doing okay. Yeah. He had COVID in the fall and it was frightening. It really was because he had no immune system. So that was a very, very scary time for us. But it was a scary time for everybody. You know, people always say it wasn't so bad. It's not so bad unless it is bad. And in our case, it was bad. But he recovered totally. He had a little bit of rehab and stuff. So he's a very tough cookie. My husband, he really is. And he has perspective as well, because he and I have seen the what illness can do. I mean, there's always a case more extreme than yourself. It makes you feel like, you know what, I'm lucky. I can deal with this. It could be worse. It can always be worse. It could be better too, but it could always be worse. So he lives in that realm. He, We have moments where we're like, darn, I can't stand this, but what are you going to do? You just put one foot in front of the other. And and my kids, I saw when we had a big birthday party for him at our house. He does not like birthdays, but we said, screw it. You're getting one. You know, the balloon. (laughs) I made made it as obnoxious as possible. because 75. That's a big year. 75, honey. Balloons everywhere. And, um, And everybody, the present to him was everybody gave him a toast. And it was so beautiful. And my kids, what they said about him just was so, I don't want even want to get, emo- I do get emotional thinking, I don't want to, but that just how he had impacted their lives and the way they saw themselves and the people around him. And it was really, really moving. And I said, that's the measure of a human being, not whether they need a walker or not. It's the impact they have on those around them. And in that case, he's the king, as far as I'm concerned. There's nobody that I know that has a greater impact in the lives of those people that are in my little circle than Richard. I'll tell you something, just being able, as I'm sure Bill agrees, to catch up with you every year on our special anniversary of Rappaport to the Rescue, it means so much to us. You give such wisdom and insight. And 
I just am so honored to be able to call you a friend. And we obviously all have the connection of our love of animals, but you really are one in a million. There's really no one like you and continued success and most important, continued health and happiness with your family. Bill, I love you. So happy to be able to do this show with you and the special anniversary. I feel so blessed to have you as my partner and I thank you all so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did today. Happy anniversary to Rappaport to the Rescue. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.